Welcome to the First Read Ultimate Spider-Man podcast, where we break down Bendis' iconic run on Ultimate Spider-Man, issues 1 through 160 and Earth 1610. I'm Zach, and with me today is Central Indiana Youth Basketball Assistant Coach of the Year, John <laughs> Opat. Yeah! Congrats on a successful season, Coach. Thanks! Yep, our our postseason tournament here starts, uh, what's today, Tuesday? So it starts in two days on Thursday. Let's go. I think we've got a pretty tough team ahead of us. Well, I bet that's what the other side's saying, too. It probably. It probably is. It's a real clash of the Titans. Yep, in the first round. Yeah. Uh, so what's up, dude? How's your day? Um, it's cold as outside. <laughs> I'm glad you said something, because I was going to... I know on a podcast, generally don't want to hear about the weather, but, uh, I just assume everyone is experiencing this, and they will, like, I mean, it's pr- it's brutal. I'm just a wimp, I think. I heard they shut down the highways in Houston because, like, people in the South don't know how to drive in snow. Wow. I do know that when you, when they get, like, an inch of snow in the South, they, they like, have to shut down the roads. They go yeah. crazy. Yeah. Yeah. That's so strange. So on the subject of cars and winter, I had the craziest day. Um, Okay. So we woke up. Actually, we woke up yesterday, which was MLK Day. So Shyla and I had it off and Alyssa was going to go into work and her car wouldn't start because it was like three degrees oh my and uh it was actually blinking with its lights not like the idiot lights but like the dome lights was blinking and the car was beeping at her the things on the dash okay have you never heard that term no and wait what what are the other lights like the dome light so like the light inside the car yeah i mean they're both you don't want to leave that one on well, it wasn't left on. It was blinking, and her car was beeping at her. And I was like, I'm not a car guy, but it's saying, don't drive me. <laughs> and so she called off. And then this morning, it did it again. So she had to get a ride to work. And then I got to my job, and one of my coworkers was supposed to take one of our company cars to go do some errand. And it wouldn't start because it was too cold. So they were like, well, we've got this other company car. Take that one. And it wouldn't start because it was too cold. And then I got they're a call. Really, from... They're really giving the government the best uh, resources here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then I got a call from my sister who's like, hey, my car won't start. Can you come give me a jump? Oh, my and gosh. It was so cold. This is like, insane. Just this is anecdotally, you know, I know of like, I don't know, eight cars that I'm like around often that's and a like, lot four of them didn't i mean they're not all mine but like you know <laughs> the two company cars that i would ever drive Alyssa's car my sister's car the only cars that i know of that worked are mine my parents and shyla's and three of those four are kept wow. in the garage wow i just put mine in the garage like not 20 minutes ago yeah it's uh, stupidly cold have you the cars ever, are revolting um, has it ever, like, you know, sometimes when it's really cold and it's, like, still dark and you're going into work and whatnot, have you ever had this thought, like, gosh, I 
I wish my car wouldn't start right now <laughs> so I can just like text and be like, my car, I can't, I can't come into work today. You know, my car isn't working. Nothing I can do. <laughs> Only every time. I know. Actually, what I really hope for is I'll just wake up and look out my window and it'll be like four feet of snow to where I couldn't even get to my car. And that way I don't have to go outside and be cold at all. I can just get out of my bed, look out the window, and get immediately back in bed. Yeah. And never be cold. Yeah. Yep. What were we saying before we hopped on? No one actually wants to work. (laughs) Times 10 when it's cold. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was telling Zach earlier about my my teachers pay teachers racket that I'm going to try to run here to make some some extra money selling teacher uh, lesson plans. And he was yeah. saying, Shiloh needs to get in on that, too. Yeah. You know, if you don't sell it to them directly, they'll just get them on the streets. That's true. <laughs> um, okay, so, Zach, before we get into Spider-Man stuff, you have to tell us all about your New York trip. We're recording this pod on a Tuesday, which is oh, so shit. early in the week. Yeah, you guys will get it while I'm there. Um I'm thinking about, honestly, just, like, storming into the Marvel office. Like, you know, don't you know who I am? I demand a meeting with Jonathan Hickman. Yeah. They'll probably already have you on the books. Because they'll be listening to this pod, so they'll know. They'll be expecting you. Right. And if they don't, I'll cause a scene and get thrown out. (laughs) One way or another, they're going to know who I am. Yep. Um, Yeah, so if you guys ever want to go to New York for like indoor stuff and it'd be super cheap go in like the middle of january because our uh hotel is in Times square uh broadway shows are like buy one get one free. so which are you going maybe maybe you said last last episode but are you going to see certain shows um we are seeing the book of mormon which is supposed oh to be funny. Oh my gosh i bet that'll be awesome yeah it's made by the south park guys yeah yeah um, we have reservations for Tavern on the Green. Do you remember that? It showed up in we our series. We talked about that. That's where that's where Peter and MJ's fake nightmare date was. Did yep. I get that right? Yep. It's also in Ghostbusters. Oh my gosh! Very famous restaurant. Oh my uh, gosh! That's amazing, dude. Okay, are you gonna get your dry aged steak? I don't know if they have. Well, oh, I'm actually sure, if it's like actually a really probably nice not. Place, I'm sure that they will. No, so probably not actually because the it's we're going for restaurant week where they have like a fixed price menu. So we're going to order from the $60 fixed price menu and just get whatever oh, they nice. offer. Dude, I have to create something with the name Tavern on the Green golf related. I know we talked <laughs> about this last time it came up, but that apparently is a, that is a perfect name for like a little pro shop bar on a golf course apparently there's two tavern on the greens and one of them is on a and i think it's unrelated i think they stole their name but it's a restaurant on a golf course in of course Chicago. It is. of course it is so you could go to that one pretty easily okay and you that's not the same restaurant just another location that's just like a stolen, a stolen. i think it's a stolen one yeah i think I can they, dig it. They just ripped the name off. That's what I'm trying to do. Yeah. You have so much in common. You can ask them how they did it. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, so it'll be fun, and I'll get uh, I'll get us some variant copies of Ultimate Spider-Man number one from Midtown Comics. Yes. Oh my gosh, this is gonna be awesome. Yep. Is it just you and Shyla? Uh, and her two sisters. Nice. Yep. Looking forward to it. Nice. All right. Are you coming in hot with anything else? Um, we're I'll still only at nine minutes. So. Yeah. I'll save it for the end. Okay. I, I do have something else. Okay, good. That, yeah, save it for the end. Okay. All right. So with that, we'll throw oh, it over. Oh, wait a second. Oh, I have, have something? something else. Oh, my God. I just I barely asked. remembered. Yeah, thanks for asking, Zach. <laughs> Glad we caught oh. that. No, well, well, I mean, <clears throat> we are the number one sports podcast for comic book lovers and the number one comic book podcast for sports lovers so and and this past week was the nfl playoffs so i thought you could give us your opinion on all the games that happened just like quick snippets oh gosh let me remember them all uh no one was able to watch the the chiefs game that was kind of interesting the chiefs dolphins game oh yeah Yeah. peacock yeah yeah because it was only on peacock oh my gosh dude they gotta knock that off that that was absurd that yeah. was Bush League. Even um, though I had, I had, I found a Peacock login, but it was still absurd. I felt bad for people who couldn't watch it. Uh, what was the team that shouldn't have won? That um, did? the Packers beat the Cowboys. Packers beat the Cowboys. Yeah. Uh, oh, who beat the Eagles? That's some other dude. Bush. The, Bucks the Buccaneers. Just beat the Eagles. The Eagles just look. What the hell was that? Man, that was crazy. I mean, I, I, I just don't know. They, Nick Sirianni they, they, dedicated that massive might, loss to, to Frank go. Reich. He might have to go. That's like, what they're saying. He's they finished really bad. They just look he, so soft. You know, as a Colts fan, I love to see it because it makes uh, Shane Steichen look even more like a great coach. Well, I wonder if Sirianni will come to the Colts. Maybe if if he gets fired under mm. uh, Steichen, probably not. I don't think so. I don't really care either. <laughs> They're all just names. What do you think about the um, about the playoffs? You have any thoughts? Um, let's see. Yeah, I'm disappointed in the Eagles because they lost me a bet because I expected the Eagles to like play well eventually in the playoffs. They maybe they only had to win by three against the Bucks, um, but they just look so bad, and I can't believe the Cowboys lost and. You think Dak is um, gone? No, I think I think it would be silly to blow up the Cowboys. Maybe give them get a new coach if you just don't. I mean, I, Mike McCarthy has never been that that good of a coach. I don't think, but but they're good. Yeah. I mean, they you know they just choke. <laughs> I think it would be dumb to get rid of Dak, but as a Trey Lance dynasty bag holder it's i kind of moved to trey lands i kind of need something really chaotic to happen in dallas yeah um let's see tua looked really bad in the snow that was pretty expected that the dolphins would just come out like unable to play it was like the coldest game ever and i don't know i hope the lions i'll be rooting for the lions yeah. Probably the Lions, the 49ers, or the Ravens would be the three teams that I'd be happy seeing win. It's hard to dislike the Lions. Yeah. Yeah, that was fun watching them beat Stafford. I was like, man, 
Stafford goes down and wins this game on them. Goff is just never going to hear the end of it. I mean, right. like that city is just going to be like mentally obliterated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, as easy as it is to hate Nick Sirianni or Arthur Smith, I feel like Dan Campbell is the opposite end of that spectrum where it's like, it doesn't matter who you are. You like that coach. Yeah. Yep. And uh, so let's see, who do they play now? They get the Bucks, right? That should be oh, an easy one. They easy should get past win. them. They They're get cruising them. to the NFC Championship yeah. game. Yeah. Dude, if we see a Lions Super Bowl. I know. That'd be oh, that'd crazy. Be awesome. I have a buddy that like three years ago, um, not even probably two years ago, he and my other friend, their, their names are Steven Ted. You've probably met them, Zach, but none of the listeners will know who these people are. Um, but they made a bet that was like sometime in the next 10 years, the lions will win the super bowl. Um, and this is like year like three, probably now into the bet. So it might, it might even be a five year bet, but either way, it's like pretty, you know, this is a good opportunity for him here. And it was like a $200 bet over the course of like 10 years or something like that. You know, (laughs) that's looking smart now. Yeah, it is. Very sharp. Yeah. Um, okay. Now I'm now I'm out. Okay. Well that was fun. So let's throw it over to the Better Business Bureau and get into these issues. Every business says they're better. But the ones that earn and display the BBB seal back it up. It instantly identifies businesses that are committed to operating with integrity, honoring promises, and telling the truth. Makes you wonder why every business doesn't have it. So look for it, because it's looking out for you. That's why it's the sign of a better business. And find a better business anytime at bbb.org. And we're back. Let's go. We're back, and... uh... We're going to get into issue 86 of Ultimate Spider-Man. This is the beginning of the Silver Sable arc. And it's written by Bendis, penciled by Bagley, inked by Scott Hanna, colored by Justin Ponser. That's a new name for us. Yeah, it is. And lettered by Chris Iliopoulos. Can you can you tell the difference in the art when we change, like, inkers or colorers? Um, I... The biggest change I can see is, like, our characters that we know look slightly different. You know, I don't think I can tell from just, like, a panel by panel. But but I, like, look at Mary Jane and I'm like, Mary Jane looks different in this, you know, issue than she always looks. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. It It was weird when we did the year in review and I had to go and pull art from, like, the very early issues because it looked like a completely different series, even though it's the same penciler. So anyways, we open on the wreckers, which there's no way you would know who those are because this is the first time we're seeing them, but they're they're like the wrecking crew. Um, They're just guys that do wrecking stuff. One of their hands are like crazy proportioned. Yeah. Well, they're kind of situated as if they're, like, bad guys about to fight, but then that ends up being, like, fake. But they're in a damage control truck standing among building wreckage saying, somebody call about cleanup. 
And we see the word Roxon written several places. And a man in a suit comes up to them and says, uh, yeah. And we get an image that looks like a small boat is flipped over onto dry land and a large ship has crashed into the pier. And several buildings by the waterfront have been damaged or destroyed. And well explained, Zach. Thank you. That's exactly what it looks like. Well, that's what they pay me for. <laughs> and the Wrecker guys start asking the Roxon man what happened, and he recounts the story. Um, so they had been expecting a cargo ship to arrive, but when it docked, it exploded. And we see a flashback, and Omega Red is on the ship among the flames. John, do you know who Omega Red is? Um, I don't, but I'm hoping that this is the guy that's like on fire in the picture, and that's not just a dead guy. <laughs> yeah, is no, that he's a super, the, is that he's a the weird looking dude. He's a super villain. He's a uh, an X Men character, so it was, it's kind of weird oh. to see him fighting Spider Man here. Oh, so on the previous page, the guy who looks like he's in the explosion. That's not an Omega Red guy that's alive. That's just a dead guy who's incinerated by the blast. Yeah, that's correct. Okay. You would know Omega Red if you're looking at him. He's well, the now, one that, who... now that I see him, it's the guy, big guy with the Omega symbol on his chest. That's it. Yep. Yep. And the metal tentacles and, and like the fish looking face. Yeah, I was wondering who this guy is. I thought he kind of looked like an Osborne goblin. You know, when his like his like close up on his face... Yeah, he definitely looks weird. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, and he starts villain monologuing and asking who wants to be the survivor to tell the tale of how badass he was. And just then, Spidey I would definitely wet... want to be that person. <laughs> yeah, I would volunteer to be, be the like, survivor, I <laughs> dude. I would volunteer so. Hard. I will tell them you are so awesome. <laughs> just write it down, and I'll add my own little personal flourishes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Uh, but Spidey webs one of um, Omega Red's metal tentacles and swings in to kick him while singing the theme to the love boat. And Omega okay, Red... Okay, I, I, I got a little... This took me out of it a little bit. Usually when Spider-Man quips, I'm like, good quips. This one, are we supposed to expect that Peter Parker, 15-year-old, knows the theme song to the love boat, a show from who whenever you know i don't i don't know when that is and i'm a pretty big pop culture nerd you know so john i had the exact same thought and was really close to saying it (laughs) yeah i'm like because i i was not actually a hundred percent sure this is the theme song to the love boat i'm just like what else could i i yeah i assumed exactly that's exactly what i thought i don't know how this tune goes at all me neither (laughs) um and Omega Red says, I can't believe I got sideswiped like that. And Peter quips, I can't believe I almost wore that exact same outfit today. Boy, that would have been embarrassing. And um, Omega Red says he thought Spider-Man would be taller and says, what are you, 12? And See, Peter this says, really goes back to every single person that meets him realizes he's a kid immediately apart from Black Cat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you're really building your case against her, huh? <laughs> um, it, I, another thing I realized after we stopped recording last week, so we talked about how he went from 
you know, Mary Jane, who's a teenager who he has chemistry with, to Black Cat, who's an adult who can defend herself. And then Kitty Pride is like, a, you know, oh, both. Yeah. yeah. There's another funny uh, comparison to be made, which is he went from a cat to a kitty. Ah, just realize that that's I wonder if they realize that. I don't. I mean, it just happens so organically, and those characters were already named. I feel like it's just a happy coincidence. Yeah. Okay. So, wait. Okay, Zach. Yes. Who is Omega Red? Okay. <sighs> I read a lot of X Men and listen to X Men podcasts, and I'm going to have such a hard time that explaining is crazy. this. Crazy. Dude, I've never he, heard that before. He is such a complicated character, and he doesn't even matter. Oh he's my just god, like, no, he's not. Just give me like a 10-second rundown on him. Okay, he's a Soviet <laughs> Wolverine villain who has a similar metal to Wolverine, but it's actually worse, and it like poisons him, and he has like mutant death spores. Okay, so he's like a real person. He's not like an alien beast thing. He's like a mutant He's that like I think mutant, also got experimented person. on. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Oh, man, I feel bad for this guy. No, don't. He sucks. Can Spider-Man just give him a break? I'm pretty sure he's also like a serial killer. Well, if you were raised in the same conditions, who's to say <laughs> you would be any different? <laughs> you know what? You got me there. We'll never be able to test it. Yep. Um. So... Omega Red catches Peter and throws him into the sky, saying, can't stand stupid corny jokes, can't stand it. And he turns to return to killing people, and as Peter flies <laughs> into the sky, he shoots multiple webs onto things on the ground, and, like, slingshots himself back down to Earth, where he crashes into Omega Red's back. And so now, they made a crater, Omega Red is lying in the crater that he and Peter just made, and he sees Peter standing over him, holding up a forklift. And Peter says, you know, Pillsbury Doughboy, I'd ask what you're doing, but honestly, I don't think I care. And he smashes the forklift on top of him and asks if anyone has an Advil. And John, I'm really impressed that he somehow knew that that wouldn't kill him. Because without knowing that Omega Red is like made of metal and like pretty invulnerable this if you, would definitely kill a normal person <laughs> it would squash a normal person like a bug even a super person who's like a little bit stronger that's a whole yeah. forklift yep and he threw it down yeah peter's getting angry <laughs> um and so back in the present the rocks on guy why, says, why is he there or I guess is that was like just... the story that we're that we're reading. Yeah, I guess he was just swinging by. We also don't know why. Oh, why well, Omega Red, Red was why there? Ome why was Omega Red there? Is what I was wondering. Because what I happened? Think... Like a, a the big ship crashed, and Omega Red just hopped out of the crash, and then Peter Parker showed up, and they fought. Yeah, his plan doesn't okay. really make sense. If he was already on the ship, why wait for it to get to land to blow it up? It just. Hmm. I think it's okay. funny that Peter says, I don't know what you're up to and I don't care. And I think that's supposed to tell us bad, readers. Bad detective work. <laughs> just ignore it. Don't worry bad, about it. Bad superheroing. <laughs> well, you know, that's why Batman's the world's greatest detective yeah. and not Spider-Man. <laughs> so back in the present day, the Roxxon guy says he uh, has never seen anything like it. And the Wrecker guy is like, 
Omega Red. And the Roxxon guy is like, look, I didn't come up with his name. And he says Spider-Man scurried off after that and S.H.I.E.L.D. came up to pick... S.H.I.E.L.D. came to pick up Omega Red. And in the background, we Uh-oh. see a fruit truck. Well, we know we'll see him again. Huh? <laughs> yeah, if S.H.I.E.L.D. has him, he's out <laughs> next week. Yeah. Um, in the background, we see a fruit truck parked on the street. And inside the truck is a woman secretly recording the conversation that's happening between the two men. And she says into her earpiece, Sir? Yes, Spider-Man. That's confirmed. And we see that she's talking to a Mr. Roxon, a shadowy businessman in an office. He says this is the second time in a month Spider-Man has stopped an attack on his company. And he asks about Omega Red, and the woman says he's in S.H.I.E.L.D. custody, so even she couldn't get to him. And at this point, I'm thinking, well, have you tried? Because if you tried, you'd probably successfully get to him. <laughs> They're just assuming that S.H.I.E.L.D. Yeah. custody is hard just, to break in and out of. Just ring the doorbell. Right. He'll probably be the one to answer <laughs> yeah. it. He was already breaking out. And Mr. Roxon says, well, Spider-Man isn't. I'd like to talk to this Spider-Man. I want to see, I want to see a comic that's like, um, it's just like a spinoff of like, you know, the bad guys like Justin Hammer, this guy and, and the goons and they have to break him out. And have you seen that? It's always sunny in Philadelphia episode where they're breaking in to like steal the vase. Oh, yes. They're, I love they're that. just all trying to sneak in and they're like the plumber for shield that they hired or like the pizza delivery guy. They're like, we got a pizza for Nick Fury. <laughs> I'm a Swedish plumber. I'm here to fix your pipes. <laughs> That's good. That's a great episode. Honestly, that whole season is great. That is. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, So Mr. Roxon says, well, Spider-Man isn't in S.H.I.E.L.D. custody, and I'd like to talk to him. He knows who's attacking my company, and I want to know what he knows and how he knows it. And we get a flashback to this, two this, weeks ago. This seems, this seems so convoluted to me, like why now Roxxon is going after Spider-Man because they're not even like they're they're just like Spider-Man has been there and stopped two attacks on my company so therefore he must know who's doing the attacks what are you talking about he's like stopping everything all the time you know like I, I just don't I'm not so sure I really understand why they want to talk to Spider-Man to begin with here you know it's not like they think he's doing the attacking. Yeah. You know, when you really dissect it, it doesn't make sense, but we're just uh Okay, we're pressing just on. With, yeah, okay, just press on. Yeah. That's yeah, not that important. <laughs> you know, just because their thinking is like flawed doesn't mean <laughs> people in the real world don't think flawed things and <laughs> act on it. The police have stopped. I guess that might be true. If you're like the police have stopped these two robberies, they must know who's doing the robbing. They they probably do actually. So <laughs> yeah, they have the robbers. That works. <laughs> Checks out. Um. So he wants to meet Spider Man, and we get a flashback to two weeks ago when some agent named Chen is patrolling on a rooftop looking for Spider Man. He just. Posted up on a random roof somewhere in New York and thought, if I wait long enough, he'll swing by. I, I actually I actually kind of like this. 
that they've got people on like different rooftops that are just like casually waiting to see him swing by and then he swings by and they're like oh we just got him he's going this way i'm like you could probably track spider-man like that because he's not really being inconspicuous swinging around you know you could also do the same thing from the ground probably yeah you probably could you probably okay. could. But whatever. He has a better vantage point. So he sees Spider-Man swing by and he calls it in on his earpiece and a helicopter starts following Spider-Man. And this is the part where I'm like, you had a helicopter? Why did you need a guy on a roof? Yeah. A helicopter's on a higher roof. <laughs> but it starts following Spider-Man to try and see where he goes. But they're dumb idiots and Peter shakes them and changes out of costume in an alleyway and walks off in his civilian clothes. And so that was two weeks ago. They then just we... see they see Spider Man swing into an alleyway, and two seconds later, they see a kid walk out of it, and they're like, "We lost him." We don't know where he went. It's like the "Hey, Spider Man just stole that guy's pizza" yeah. scene. <laughs> uh, so that was two weeks ago. Now, one week ago, we get a flashback, and Chin is on a Seven Eleven, which is very funny because. That's like a one-story building. Everyone would see him. He's not hiding. <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> and he sees Spider-Man again. This would be very noticeable. A man standing on top of a 7-Eleven with binoculars looking out. <laughs> Listeners, do the first read Ultimate Spider-Man challenge. This is our viral TikTok challenge. We're going to start. Stand, Climb a 7-Eleven in your town and stand there with binoculars and <laughs> see how long it takes for you to get noticed. Yeah. <laughs> Whoever can stand there the longest wins. Yeah, and then we'll, I don't know, can we get, like, Mr. Beast to go in on a prize or something? <laughs> That's, if you guys send a picture standing on a 7-Eleven, we'll send you a Funko Pop. <laughs> and put it on the Instagram. Yep. I've actually climbed, that. so, okay, funny story, when I was in high school, I did that, I climbed a Burger King in my hometown you're such a scoundrel i really was i was always getting up to like no good things but not like the worst things you know like yeah. other kids were doing drugs and having sex and i was like climbing burger kings one you time know? my buddies and i put a bunch of like bubble bath in like a fountain in front of a neighborhood so it just exploded in like bubbles you know there were just bubbles everywhere that's good. That's fun. just good old fashioned fun right there. Yeah. People would do that at my uh my college's fountain. That's awesome. Yeah, it was funny. The you wouldn't expect it, but the roof of a Burger King kind of smells like okay. and then we could hear the workers underneath us, and it's kind of like muffled like Charlie Brown teacher talk, but we hear them say, <laughs> I think there's someone on the roof. <laughs> <laughs> And it's like two in the morning. That would be so funny. Oh my god, dude. They're probably shitting their pants. I would be so scared if it was like 2 a.m. I like heard someone stomping around on my roof and I can hear like muffled conversations through it. I'm just imagining. I mean, it was like the graveyard shift at the Burger King out by the highway. Like, imagine like smoking a doobie before your shift starts and then you go in and you're just in the kitchen for like 10 minutes and you know you're hearing footsteps above you but you're like should i mention this to anyone else is this really happening um oh yeah chen the 7-eleven yep. he's he's somehow right across the street from midtown high 
and he sees Spider-Man swing by, and they're like, where'd he come from? And he's like, well, I think maybe this high school. And so we cut back to present day, where a disguised surveillance van is parked outside of Midtown High. And one of the creeps in the van says, if I have to look at one more of these high school hotties for one more second, gross. <laughs> why'd they hire this guy? Why'd they, why'd they write that line? <laughs> why? Yeah. Totally unnecessary. <laughs> it's so funny. It's not like it's real life where you just happen to like catch him saying that. They're, they made a conscious decision to be like, I want to put this character in there and I want to make him a sleazeball in one line. Let's do it. <laughs> it's like Bendis was like, you know what? Pedophiles exist in this universe too. <laughs> Um, and a helicopter over the school sees Peter on the roof and tells them he just dropped behind the dumpsters and a mysterious blonde woman with her face hidden says, take him. And the agents close in and tase the person behind the dumpster, then grin at each other and say they're getting a bonus for this. And we cut to a dark warehouse later that night and Peter is tied to a chair unconscious with a hoodie over his face. And did you think the first time you read this that there was any chance that that was him? Well, John, now the listeners don't think so because oh, okay, oh my god, I ruined everything, Zach. <laughs> well, yeah, <laughs> if the boot fits, <laughs> but, yes, it... okay, but but, but well, I, I just they do they do a good job of like not showing his face as they're like tasing him and capturing him and all of this stuff. So I think you're like supposed to know it's not him kind of, but I don't know. Maybe it is him, Zach. Yeah. I don't know. Let's keep reading. Smart guy over here's got some ideas. Uh, So I said, Peter is tied to the chair with a hoodie he, over his yeah, face. He is. Yeah. <laughs> And the kidnappers are looking through his wallet, and they say he's only 16, which I think it's good storytelling. I think it's nice if that's our first clue that something's amiss, because we know Peter's not 16 yet. He's 15. Oh. And they are looking him up online, and they say his record's clean, job after school, his grades suck, nothing out of the ordinary. And I think grade sucking should also be an indication, because... You know, Peter misses classes and stuff, but he's smart. Like, his grades yeah. probably aren't that bad. Yeah. Yep. And uh, the ladies, like, wake him up, and they break smelling salts beneath his nose to wake him up. Have you ever done smelling salts? Never. Neither have I. I, I like, it's one of those things I kind of want to try, but, but I... But I don't know why I would ever try. I don't even know what they are. But Yeah, I don't know how they work or what effect they have on I the don't body. Either. Or... I don't either. You just see them in movies, really. Listeners, write in. What do smelling salts do? If you've ever done them for, like, football or something. <laughs> Where do you even buy them? Yeah. Listeners, if you were to sell Zachary smelling salts, how much would you sell them to us for? <laughs> oh, kid, what's a gram? <laughs> uh... And so he wakes up and uh, Silver Sable, that's the sexy blonde lady that we've been watching, says, good morning, Spider-Man. And we see a very confused Flash Thompson looking at her, 
What? Oh my god. I think he's like in love. I think he's confused. Right, yeah. Probably. <laughs> that too. Are we are we projecting a bit, John? <laughs> are we simping no, for the he... female no, you fictional don't think... characters? I'm not. I actually Zach, I don't even know who the hell this lady is. It seems like she hasn't done anything. I don't know why she is special enough to like get a nickname because she, I haven't seen her do anything this whole issue yet, you know. But I think that's how Flash is looking at her. He's like, "Oh, mama." <laughs> well, I mean, a picture paints a thousand words. Art is meant to be, you know, interpretive. But I think he's just bewildered. Okay. And uh. She tells him they're not going to hurt him. He's just a hard man to find. So they had to resort to these desperate methods. And he's like, what did you call me? And he tells her he's not Spider-Man. And his name is Flash Thompson. And he goes to high school. And she's like, we know. It's okay. You can drop the secret identity shtick. We know who you are. And Flash asks if this is a prank. And if he's going to be on MTV. And for the kids that are listening to this, there used to be a show called Punked on MTV. With Ashton Kutcher. Yeah. And this kind of stuff. I mean, not this kind of stuff, but like other stuff. Funnier stuff than this would happen. And people would be like, am I on Punked? One time they scratched John Dorian. What's his real name? Zach Braff's car. And Zach Braff got all angry. And then they're like, you're on punked, man. Wow, what a show, Zach. <laughs> Truly pushed the lines of comedic boundaries. <laughs> That's great. Do you remember the YouTube parody of it, Kicked in the Nuts? <laughs> I I feel like like somewhere in my memory I can like think of that, but this guy would wear like a plumber's jumpsuit and like an orange afro uh wig and he would just like r like come up to people or like pose as like the pizza delivery man or whatever and he'd just <laughs> kick him in the nuts and they'd have like a, a canned applause you know <laughs> from a studio audience and the people would start to get mad and then he'd point at the camera and he'd be like my friend my friend my friend you'd be kicked in the nuts <laughs> and they'd smile and laugh and, and like, shake oh. his hand and be like I love that show wow that's really funny actually yeah, just That's like great. mocking how people would go along with anything if you tell them it's for TV. That's great. <laughs> um, I think Family Guy actually ripped it off, too. And so Flash is like telling her he's not Spider-Man. And she's like, no, you really are. And she's getting frustrated. And she instructs her men to stand him up. And then she kicks him right in the chin and knocks him out cold. And then she glares at her men and says, that is... <laughs> not spider-man as the issue ends it's it's awesome to realize i'm not talking to a to to a superhero i'm just talking to a normal 16 year old boy time to boot him in the head and cold. <laughs> she sauced him yeah Okay, John, uh, what did you think of this one? Um, I liked it in that, you know, it was, it was like a good read, but I don't, I, 
why is Silver Sable like the main? Why does why is this issue named after Silver Sable? She hasn't done anything except beat up a sixteen-year-old boy. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Hey, last episode we spent way too long talking about how much we found it funny that there was a bully beating up a presumably sixteen-year-old kid. That's true. Why is she any different? It's funnier. Kids are dorks. It's funnier when a grown adult beats up a sixteen-year-old. Um, but I thought that this was a good one. You know, um, yeah, it's it's really setting up some stuff for the next one. So, no. What do you, what does he think? What? You sound like Daryl from The Office when he tries to he tries to record all of his interviews ahead of time, and he's like. Man, this person has really gotten really himself <laughs> into a predicament. <laughs> yeah, this is a good issue. It's well, really I'm, setting I'm, some well, stuff I'm, up. I'm, <laughs> I'm kind of having a hard time like remembering exactly what happens. Like, oh lord, <laughs> um, you know, Omega Red just comes in and and then they try to kidnap Spider Man and then they accidentally get Flash. It's good, good fun. How was that hard to remember? You got it. <laughs> yep. All right, I what give did it. You think? What, I what give it seven out of ten spider flashes, and I couldn't have said it any better than you did. Yeah. Okay. I'm I'm good with a seven out of ten spider flashes. Okay. Are those like a Spider Man and menopause? They don't get hot <laughs> flashes. They get spider flashes. <laughs> that was good. I would continue the joke, but I don't know enough about menopause. <laughs> Um, it's funny. No, surely that's for spiders. <laughs> surely that's for Flash Thompson being Spider Man. He's probably yeah. that's probably a thing, isn't it? Spider Flash. Yeah, there's like always been like a running undercurrent of like, oh, wouldn't it be funny if he wore Spider Man's suit? Wouldn't it be funny if people thought he was Spider Man? What if Flash Thompson got bit instead of you know Spider Man? That's it's a thing. What if? I want to live in that world. Do you yeah, know how many too. Gwen Stacy would probably be alive? <laughs> Can you imagine how strong the wedgies he would give in that world would be? Do you think he would just be like an even bigger bully? Like he doesn't use his powers for anything other than just like picking on dweebs. Yes. <laughs> he just and... shoves them all into lockers a little bit extra hard. <laughs> they like pop out through the class next door. <laughs> I also think he would like break every record of every sport Definitely. at Midtown High Definitely. and then live the rest of his life with superpowers just coasting off of being the former star athlete. Honestly, that's how I might live if I had superpowers. <laughs> I might just be like a professional athlete and just only use my powers to a little bit of an extent so nobody notices. I just seem like a peak athlete, but I'm not anything special, you know? Yeah. Like, you could yeah. be the greatest baseball player in the world, but really you're just going to be, like, the second best pinch I'd hitter just in the coast. majors. Definitely. Yeah. <laughs> That's smart. Yep. All right. Um, okay, so seven and a half and seven. Pretty, oh, and pretty then good. At the end, there's a, there's a bonus story, part one of six, Visions, by Mark Miller. Yeah, I didn't read it. John Romita Jr. We're not going to bother with that. That's stupid. We don't yeah. give him any more airtime on this pod. 
they like draw draw vision as like a sexy robot lady and i was like i'm not really interested in in what this story has to say yeah it's a girl robot with because as we all know (laughs) youngling robots really need their milk yep (laughs) what did we say what did we say last you said last week zach there's like two different types of comic book ladies <laughs> sexy good ones and sexy, sexy evil good, yeah, ones yeah that's right yeah and we love exactly. Them both. exactly yeah and we don't know which one silver sable is yet we'll see that's true there's got to be one of them okay so silver sable part two um this is the same creative team that did part one Peter is sitting in the Midtown High Library, and he's got this goofy and love smirk across his face. And we can see the thoughts of Mary Jane, who's sitting across the library watching him. And she's thinking to herself, what are you so happy about, Peter Parker? What the hell are you so happy about? You break up with me, and you're sitting there smiling? It's one thing to be as miserable as me, but don't just sit over there with a stupid smirk on your face. What the hell are you so happy about? And then we get a chance to see Peter's inner monologue. And he... (laughs) Sometimes my own notes do kind of make me laugh. He's thinking to himself, you are doing a great job, Mr. Peter Parker. You're dating an X-Men. You're living the good life, man. (laughs) And he's thinking to himself about whether or not he could tell Aunt May that he's dating an X-Men without her piecing it together that he is Spider-Man. And he kind of decides, like, no, he he probably can't do that. Um, And just as he's thinking about this, Kong walks up and he's looking for Flash. And he asks Peter if he's seen Flash. And Peter says he he doesn't have a wedgie right now, so Flash isn't around probably. And he doesn't really care that much that Flash is missing. And Kong tries to call Flash again. And we see that Flash is unconscious, surrounded by Silver Sable and the other goons. And Silver Sable wants to know who's responsible. Yeah, what's up, Zach? Did you notice the name of the fake phone brand of uh, Flash's flip phone? (laughs) Toyota Roller. (laughs) Toyota Roller. That's funny. It's Motorola and Toyota combined. Okay, so what do you think, Zach? You're always good for some commentary on our Mary Jane and Peter relationship drama. Uh, I I feel bad being so happy that he's with Kitty because I see how sad Mary Jane is. She is like I it's know. A... She should just transfer to another school so we don't have to deal with her anymore. Out of sight, <laughs> out of mind. I wish Norman would throw her off the bridge again and this time finish the job. <laughs> no, um, it's sad because you can tell she's like definitely not over him and he's not giving her even a second thought. He's just like, oh boy, I have a girlfriend again. This is great. Everything's looking up for me. Yeah, yeah. it does. It does seem like Peter's relationships like aren't that uh, they're they're very like surface level. They're just like, I like my girlfriend, and I if I don't have a girlfriend, I like other girls. So I want to have a girlfriend. I I don't know. I didn't say say that right. But it's not like, you know, 
Dude, she should matter to you. Everyone Mary Jane should. The, every girl just fills the role of girlfriend. <laughs> and, and that's it. I mean, he should be psyched about dating Kitty. I'm glad it's going well with him and her. But, like, he doesn't even notice that Mary Jane is sitting at the same table as him. He's just, well, like, staring off into distance. He's in love. He's yeah. dating a friggin' X-Men. Okay. Are you telling me you wouldn't be doing the same thing? Oh, I would absolutely <laughs> be doing the same thing. I just would maybe feel a little bit bad for it while I'm doing it. I want it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. So we see that Spider-Man. Nope. Sorry. We're with Silver Sable and the goons, right? So and not Spider-Man. Not Spider-Man. And Flash is unconscious, and Silver Sable wants to know who's responsible for this mix-up, and the goons tell her that they saw Spider-Man going behind the dumpster, and then they went down there, and they grabbed this guy. And then we get to see the memory of what actually happened, which is Spider-Man was about to jump down behind the dumpsters, but he saw Flash, so he kind of went back up to the top of the building, and at that point... Flash got kidnapped just as Spider-Man left. So Silver Sable tells the other goons to get rid of the kid. And they're like, whoa, what do you mean get rid of him? He's just a kid, you know? And she's like, it's your problem. Get rid of him. (laughs) John, have you ever heard the saying that Buck stops here? Because she hasn't. (laughs) Well, it it was the other people's fault. But also... All we've seen of this character is she's kicked a 16-year-old kid, and now she's, like, giving the order to kill the same kid. So I think she's going to be one of our sexy evil ladies if I just had to put her into a pile. Let's call her misunderstood right now until the kid okay. actually dies. Okay, that's that's a good plan. Yeah. <laughs> so... The goons are arguing if they should kill Flash or not. Um, when Flash jumps up and like does a big punch on all of them and runs through the out the building screaming, and the goons start blasting, but he escapes. And Silver Sable runs after him, and she she says, "This isn't good." Do you have any thoughts about that scene before I give my Yeah, I was expecting them, you know, these like whatever mercenaries or spies or whatever they are to like he has a 10 foot head start on you. I was expect and they have guns. I was expecting them to find Flash and recapture him pretty easily. We find out that didn't happen. So like <laughs> she's, you know, she acts the whole time like uh it was one, you know, incompetence of them grabbing the wrong person but i'm thinking maybe just you and all the people who work for you are just in general (laughs) incompetent maybe like you can't do anything right because you should have captured them here yeah these guys seem pretty incompetent it's it's one thing when you've got like spider-man wrapped up and he takes out like three people and manages to escape it's another thing when flash thompson does the same thing yeah, when normal 16-year-old high school bully Flash Thompson is able to 
to pummel three goons with one punch and then run out of the building. <laughs> These guys, I know where they got their training, Zach. These are former S.H.I.E.L.D. agents. Yeah. Yeah. S.H.I.E.L.D. wasn't morally questionable enough for them, so they had to start a similar agency (laughs) that's like 99% the same. Yep. If someone's unconscious, you just turn your back and assume they're going to stay that way. Okay? They never wake up. So, at school the next day, Kitty Pride is waiting for Peter outside the school and she's wearing these little bitty sunglasses to remain inconspicuous and kitty says she got bored at the x mansion so she guilted storm into flying her over to peter's high school for a couple hours and peter is really happy and it's really cute and he says he's going to call in sick to work and he and kitty walk away smiling with kitty holding onto his arm and poor mj witnesses all of this oh she looks so distraught. I know. It would be better for everyone if she just transferred schools. Can we get this sad girl out Maybe of Maybe she comic? should go live with her dad. <laughs> <laughs> or Gwen Stacy's mom. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, poor MJ. Uh, what, can she just find a man? I'm telling you, I'd be better at writing stories. I would give everyone a happy ending all the time. <laughs> no drama or character growth ever <laughs> i think you're onto something yeah she really should go back to that senior who plays in a punk band and plays basketball dude, she and... should yeah he's a he good was dude. a goofball but whatever yeah have some fun girl definitely so we go to a bar where silver sable and the goons are watching a news story about high school student fred thompson who was kidnapped at school because people thought he was spider-man and silver sable asks the the group if mr roxon has called back but he hasn't so the insinuation in this scene is that she she is waiting for roxon to call back and kind of like I would guess, like, yell at them for not doing the job properly. Or fire them. Or, okay, or fire them. And, but he hasn't called back. So we then cut to Mr. Roxon, who's walking out to his car. And when he gets in, Silver Sable's already in the back seat and says, you don't return phone calls anymore. And Roxon is ha- unhappy with how Sable did at, at the, at, I, I just said it like the kidnapping Spider-Man plan because I didn't really even know what the goal was for all of this Um, because Spider-Man's not even like the end goal, right? They just want to find out who's attacking them. They just want to talk to him. So they're still like very far away from actually accomplishing that plan. And even if they get Spider-Man, that's not going to help them solve that plan. So these guys are really spinning their wheels over here. You know the easiest way to talk to Spider-Man? Set something on fire or (laughs) stage a robbery at your place. And then he gets there and you're like, hey, actually, it's all good. I just wanted a word. That's true. I wonder how he would respond to that. So Roxon is like, you guys, you suck at your job, you know. Um, so we're, I'm not going to, I don't want to do business with you anymore. And Silver Sable, who, as we all know, has a strong moral compass knows that she's only as good as her word 
So she promises to finish this job and find and kidnap Spider-Man and find out who's messing up Mr. Roxon's business for free. And Roxon says she has three days to find out before he hires someone else to clean up this mess. And Peter is back at home with Kitty Pride, regaling his tale of fighting a huge rhinoceros man when he gets a call. And it's from MJ. And she quietly says, hey. And Peter says, oh, uh, hi. And she asks if he is watching TV before Peter says, what's on TV? And MJ hangs up depressingly. And Peter and Kitty turn on the tube to see the story about Flash being kidnapped. And they see that there's now a total media circus outside of Midtown High School. Because Flash says he heard the kidnappers talking. And the reason they grabbed him from the school is because they think Spider-Man either goes to the school or teaches at that high school. Uh-oh. That's, you know, what what do we think about this, Zach? I just like yeah. to get your opinion on stuff throughout the reading. He's definitely <laughs> the resource teacher at the school. Yeah. Yeah. There's a resource teacher over there who's, like, weirdly athletic and kind of good at everything. Like, he's using his powers to just be slightly better at sports than all of his peers. <laughs> yeah, that guy seems suspicious. Yeah. <laughs> He can jump very moderately higher than you would think he'd be able to. <laughs> um, so, let's see. Peter and MJ go into school the next day. And... Oh, sorry. Before that, we get some students and uh, staff getting interviewed. And this is the first time we see Tandy Bowen. And it says student council president. So, I guess she won that election. That's been getting advertised for like 30 issues. Oh, that's right. Yeah. We kept wow, seeing congrats, Tandy. Tandy Bowen for president in the now, hallways. That's a good Easter egg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We also see Flash is getting interviewed and he's like, or Kong is getting interviewed and he's like, yeah, Flash is my best friend. And also I was in the Spider-Man movie. I even had a line. <laughs> uh, good sound and, bite. Yeah. And so Peter and MJ meet up at school to kind of sort of discuss what's happening, but they can't really even talk because there's a million microphones around picking up everything that, that everybody is saying around them. And Peter asks why MJ hung up so suddenly last night. And she just says, you had company and she looks down and sad. And Peter says, Oh, and MJ says, yeah, so I'm not Okay. And that came out of nowhere, huh, Zach? Yeah, that hit me like a ton of bricks. It that was, was uh, that was very surprising to turn the page and, and get that. You know, sometimes it's like lost on me how long ago this was. This was the two thousands. This was full on the two thousands. Oh my gosh, I was I was rewatching Dexter like a month ago, and man, they throw that word around like all the time, like just. And it and it's just like nothing, and it's like God. That is how people like used to speak back then, you know. Dude, the Black Eyed Peas song that was <laughs> on the radio. Yeah, I had that as a, a tooth tune. You remember the, the <laughs> like a little kid brushes their teeth and it it plays a song. Really? Oh my gosh, that's funny. Uh, yeah, it was the Let's Get It Started <laughs> version. 
but everyone knew what the song really was. Yeah. So Peter thinks to himself about how much he sucks because he told MJ he can't date her. And now he's running around the city dating Kitty, even though he knows that the reason for that is because Kitty can take care of herself. So I don't think he's doing anything wrong. It's not his fault that, you know, he he is still sticking to his guns here, you know? Yeah. I just found, I don't know why this is so funny to me. Look in the panel in the bottom left corner of page 19. There's a kid in the Are you background. Talking about the kid with the huge samurai sword on his back. <laughs> There's a kid in high school with like, like the most severe receding hair, like <laughs> male padded bald face. Oh my gosh, that is an adult he looks, man. It <laughs> looks like George Costanza, and he's got a, a whole sword taking up the entire back of his shirt. This guy needs to be escorted from the premises immediately. That's That shirt goes hard, unironically. <laughs> um, oh my god, it's the guy from the van. He's here to hit on teenage girls. Oh my gosh, he's infiltrated. <laughs> that like could be, dude. That 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 like legitimately could be like a fun joke drawing that that they like put in. Because otherwise, I mean, this dude, I would I would want to like scroll back and look at that guy's receding hairline to see if they match up. Eagle one to silver sable. The fox is in the hen house. <laughs> So Peter is sulking through the halls when suddenly he's stopped by a police officer with two other police officers next to him. And they say, could you open your sack, please? And we know Peter's Spider-Man outfit is in his book bag. Him and MJ mentioned it earlier. And they say, could you open your sack, please? Random bag check. And Peter's face looks scared and shocked. To be continued. How's he going to get out of this one? Dude, I don't know. <laughs> I I mean, I think the sign of a good issue is when you finish reading it and it's like, oh, I didn't know that the issue was about to end there. Like, you know, because a lot of times I'm reading it and I'm like looking forward to getting to the end, you know, and then this time it's like, oh, it's going to end right there. Yeah. They're, are they going to find his, his, his suit in his bag? You know? Now, John, technically the issue didn't end there because we do still have the bonus story about the sexy vision. Yep. Yeah, and she's... It doesn't and, answer and, your question. And I scrolled through it really quickly, and it looks like she turns into, like, a Groot sexy vision or something. She's got, like, a weird face, you know? I don't know. Didn't read it. We're missing and, uh, part three. And then part three an, must have then, been published in a different book. And then her and another guy in a suit are floating in space at the end. <laughs> yeah. Kind of uh, confusing. Pretty good. It was pretty glad, good. Glad we're not trying to untangle that ball. No. So I gave this one a seven and a half out of ten. I thought it was slightly better than the last one, but I didn't feel it was quite good enough to get it up into an eight. Just because still... You know, we're still kind of building the story, I feel like. Yeah. Yep. I I agree with all of that. And, we're, and we still just haven't... Uh, Silver Sable is really not... I'm not... 
I don't know why she's a character. <laughs> I mean, what is it like? She's she could be any goon, you know. I mean, it's fun to imagine her as like the sexy female Nick Fury goon. <laughs> like terrible she's just, at her job. Yeah, failing upward, <laughs> getting second chances. Okay, I kind of like that. <laughs> yeah. That's what she's shown so far. One thing that I liked was all of the scenes with Kitty. But then one thing I didn't like is that all of the scenes with Kitty are like at they're made to show us how sad Mary Jane is. And it's like, okay, I get that. I like that. I like Mary Jane as a character. I want her to be happy. But inevitably, when Peter and Kitty don't work out and he goes back to Mary Jane are you really going to give that same treatment to Kitty and like dedicate page space to how much this hurts her? Well, are they going to break up? I don't or know. Are they going to get married? Or one of them has to die, or maybe, right? Or hopefully, yeah, one of them just dies. <laughs> we love all these characters and so much. And then the problem solves itself. We just hope they die. So nothing yeah. bad can ever happen I to just, them. I would just hate to see their heart get broken. I'd rather see them killed than have their heart broken. That's your villain origin story. You're like, uh, what is it? Like John Lennon's killer, you know? Like, oh, I love them so much. I I have to take their life. Yes. No. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so is what, that Percy? What, what's our... Yeah, this is Percy. Percy's I, been chilling with me a bunch. Today. Hi, Percy. Percy. There he is. Hello. Yeah. What a handsome lad. He is a handsome. Do you want to get a screenshot? He's like staring perfectly. He is. Have him keep doing that. Percy. Oh, we're not going to get him. Yeah. Typical cat. The second you the want him to know, do something. As soon as you pull the phone out. Yep. Yeah. All right. Okay. So what's this one out of? I don't know. Has man. she already beat up Flash or was that in the last issue? Maybe out of like 10... 16 year olds beaten up by adults <laughs> i love it okay yeah seven okay. and a half seven and a half yeah seven yeah. 16 year olds and one eight year old <laughs> <laughs> i was just thinking one 16 year old kind of held their own <laughs> nope <laughs> <laughs> okay love it no mercy <laughs> all right you got anything else spider-man um no i don't i don't think i do have anything else spider-man related Okay, so, John, in the spirit of uh, being a sports podcast, yep. um, do you know anything about arena football? Um, no. Not, okay. No. <laughs> I was a big arena football fan back in the day, and my favorite team was the Philadelphia Soul. Do you know who okay. started the Philadelphia Soul? I bet you know this, if for no other reason than it was on Always Sunny. Oh, <laughs> this is Mr. Bon John Jovi. <laughs> Bofine Jovi. Bofine Jovi. Yep. Yeah, John Bon Jovi started the Philadelphia Soul. But, <laughs> Mr. Um, Bovine Jovi himself. <laughs> the funniest part of that scene is he had just said his name right like two <laughs> seconds earlier. <laughs> um, so my favorite team, the Philadelphia Soul uh been watching them since i was like in middle school they posted 
on Instagram today that they're holding open tryouts for the team on oh February 16th. Gosh. And of course, I started thinking of the Mark Wahlberg movie Invincible, Invincible yeah. and I'm like that could be me. Yeah, it could be. There's no reason it couldn't. John doesn't think I have what it takes to be a a pro football player he says i'd make a great coach my wife doesn't think i have what it takes she says you're uncoordinated you zach use that she says you're uncoordinated injury prone and need to be in a physical therapy because you're so weak (laughs) but no one believes in me which is exactly why i should i think they play both ways i think their kickers are just like linemen ah okay Trust okay. me, I thought about it. I think um, you should go. Maybe maybe if the listeners can raise money for the plane ticket, Zach that's will the hard go part. and try out. I It costs $50 and you have to wear football cleats. And I would easily pay for the cleats and the $50 just to say I did it. Just for the experience. Dude. Knowing I'm not going to make the team. That, if you showed up at that and you did it. You would get knocked the f*** out so quickly. <laughs> like I'm thinking not. I'm thinking it's going to be like the NFL Combine. They're just going to do like a three-cone drill. They're going to do your 40-yard dash. They're going to see how much you can bench. They're going to run a couple routes with you, and then no one's going to get a call back. Like, it's just a fun little uh, <laughs> afternoon. just like the It's Always Sunny episode. Evaluation. <laughs> like i've got a friend who's down to go with me because you guys all like the mark Wahlberg movie (laughs) (laughs) so i've been thinking about it more and more originally it started out as like oh that's a funny joke wouldn't it be crazy if i went and now i'm like what do i have to lose um one of three things is gonna happen i'm gonna go it's never stopped me before i've had concussions before baby yeah, I just keep moving. Fine. I hear they get better with age. The more, <laughs> the more, the merrier. Like Christmas. <laughs> uh, <laughs> one of three things is going to happen. A, I'm going to get there, and there's going to be no one. I'm just the only one trying out. And That'd be awesome. there's there's no you one to embarrass team. myself in front of. Well, I I don't know that someone has to make the team. I think they're just <laughs> seeing if there's anyone worth getting. Number two, I show up and it's like the team from Dodgeball. It's a bunch of people like me and none of us are any good. And that's part of the fun. Or number three, I get there and there's like actual dudes who played in high school or maybe, you know, a little bit in college. And that's what it's uh, going to be. And then but what does everyone say about things like that? Like the Olympics, everyone's like, we should have one ordinary person down there on the track with Usain Bolt to see <laughs> the comparison yeah. i would be that person that, and yep. i just hang out i just chop it up with them and the thing is for like the first five minutes when i walk in you know i'm just i'm taping everything up i'm putting on my eye black i'm doing my strides and drills they don't know the difference for like five glorious moments i am <laughs> a peer to these potential pro athletes no, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> you you 
you realize that you still look like you and not a professional athlete, right? They don't know what position they play. Yeah. I mean, maybe Dude, if they're... you're trying out for baseball, then you they could realistically be like, all right, maybe this dude can like hit singles and play first base. You know, who knows? Zach, no, I hate I'm... to break it to you, but looking at you, there's no <laughs> position on the football field that I would be like, I can see him except for kicker. You could maybe play kicker, you know, maybe that talent's hidden. <laughs> okay. Respectfully, you're wrong, and I have okay, evidence okay. to prove it. <laughs> okay. When I was in college, I worked for the ISU football team because I wanted to be a scout, and my job was to like lead around high schoolers that were there on their recruitment visits during the games, and if we won, which was rare, I would escort them <laughs> down to the locker room so that they could witness like the post-game, you know, the party in the locker room and be like, hey, this is cool, I want to come here. And on one of those visits, I'm in an IS- rare. I'm in an ISU uh, polo, and I clearly look like a senior in college, not a senior in high school. And I also have pretty much the same body I have now. And one of the players comes up also to me, no- also known as a professional NFL player's body. <laughs> yes. Hey, not NFL arena football. I'm realistic. Okay. Yep. Sorry. One of the ISU players comes up to me and is like, welcome to the team, brother. And I didn't have the heart to tell him I've been going to this school longer than you. (laughs) See, I think you could show up and pretend to be like the equipment manager or a scout (laughs) and just kind of like fake your way into a position on the team. Just go John. up to just go up to one of the other coaches and be like, "53 over here is looking pretty good, don't you think?" <laughs> Terry told me he wanted me to come over here and talk to you about the the DNs. <laughs> as funny as that would be, no, I take my craft seriously. Yeah, yeah. So, and the more you tell me I can't do it, the more I want to do it. Try it, do it. Yeah, do and it. then that's more fuel for the pod. Yeah, there's like a one. I'm let's say one in one thousand chance. They're like, we need, I don't know, thirty players to field a roster, or the league won't let us have one. And we have twenty nine <laughs> actual football players. But this Zach Armour from Franklin, Indiana, he's a good locker room guy. Let's bring him in for morale. Yeah. And I would leave my good-paying, cushy yeah. government job in a heartbeat yeah. to make $15 an hour as a professional football player. Are there any Are there any ex-cubicle workers <laughs> who have good attitudes that would mind coming in here and just, like, cracking jokes during practice or something? There's no one in all of Philadelphia that can do this. Is there anyone in the surrounding area of the country... I'm the kid that just yells, damn it, you guys, coach is right. If we want to win, it's on us. <laughs> I mean, Kurt Warner was bagging groceries before he started his that NFL. That is true. That is, actually, career. that is actually true. That's, yep. Yeah, maybe you could do it. 
Tom Brady Maybe was I a sixth round Zach. draft pick. Come, come and and you try know, out with I've, me. I've always thought if I didn't break my knee in third grade when football was getting started, and and because of that, I missed the start of the year. By the time I got to play, the year is mostly over. All they had were linemen. I'm like the smallest kid ever. So, you know, I just got destroyed. Never played football again. If I hadn't broken my knee and I played QB, Zach, you'd see my name in lights. <laughs> That'd be me playing at, at Arrowhead this Sunday. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, I do believe a healthy John Opat could uh, beat out some of the Chiefs wide receivers. No, I'm a quarterback. Oh, okay. No, Zach, yeah, I'm a quarterback. <laughs> <laughs> of course you are. And, sure and you are, did, honey. And we, and we did win the intramural flag football championship in college. So that's, well, that's good. And I use a big school. It is. So could you and I play professionally in the AFL? I mean, who's to say? I'm starting to believe we could the more we talk about this. <laughs> right. And John, I don't know if you know this about me. I won the Mental Attitude Award in my eighth grade I think, football team. I think team. I have heard that from you before. And That's... I was open constantly that year. I didn't catch anything, but I was always open. I'd, I, <laughs> I'm a really good uh, – I don't want to say decoy because I'm the opposite of that. They don't guard me. They see yeah, me and they're like, easy out, move up, don't even cover this guy, just blitz and uh, – and then I'm like 40 yards downfield like a ghost, and no one knew what hit him. <laughs> there's there's something sad about coaching basketball this year, and, you know, the Zachs on our team who are always just wide open under the basket. And I'm just like, for a reason. And I'm like, okay, can, at least guard them, you know. <laughs> at least make them think, you know. I don't want to have them standing there and be like, I'm open all game, you know. Put a put a man on him. <laughs> <laughs> it's so disrespectful. It is. <laughs> and that's what's going to be feeding into me. I've had 28 years of that. And then yeah. I'm going to get on the field and, and it'll be like concussed. It'll be like the water boy. Somehow I will just like everything that I've bottled down my whole life will come out in like a burst at the right time. I truly believe that. Okay. Well, let me know if you go. <laughs> I I want to. I'm trying to find. There's not a lot of uh, same day round trip flights. There's not a chance you're going to go. Even... Dude, I was looking at flights, Amtrak, and the bus schedule today. There's a chance I'm going to go. Okay. I'd love it. I'd love it. That'd be now, awesome. You should. Listeners, with... write in and tell Zach he should go. Give him some motivation here. I will go. It's just with the current travel availabilities. Yep. It's not looking like it. But if something were to come up, if there was a spirit red eye round trip where I only had to take one day off work, I didn't even need a place to stay. I could just stay awake or go back to the airport and crash on like a bench. I would do it. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. Okay. I believe it. All right. I'm eager to check back in after your New York trip and see if and see if maybe there's an update. Okay. Okay. We'll do. Listeners, if you want to help me uh fund my travel to follow my dream as a professional athlete, um write in. I'll give you my cash app. 
<laughs> but you have to use it for the trip. I will. Why would I use okay. it for something else? I, you're just kind of a skeevy guy. No. <laughs> I, mean, I don't know. I'm so serious. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Zach is like the least skeevy guy ever. Who wants to watch me, as John would say, get knocked the f*** out? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Do have is there anything else about your your football career you want to talk about? Okay. No, um, thanks, thanks for uh, not taking it seriously. <laughs> I I I'm taking it more seriously towards the end of the conversation than I did at the start. <laughs> Um, okay. Is there anything else? I'm trying to think if I had anything at all. Oh, sorry. Okay. There is one more thing. I, I told, I have a coworker that actually played some D2 ball and he was, he was trying to see if he could transfer to like ball state and play some D1, but he like tore his ACL. Um, but he's like a, he's still a gym rat. He's super strong and everything. And he's younger than me. And I told him today, I was like, dude, I'm probably going to go as a joke, but you should go for real. And he laughed at me. <laughs> yeah. That's... <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how, I don't know how else to respond. <laughs> but with laughter. So Monterius, when I'm on ESPN eight, the Ocho and you're still in the cubicle, just remember I offered you a way yep. out. Yep. Um, okay, I remember what my what my small thing was. Did you know that there's a new Disney Plus show on? That's Echo? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I haven't watched it. Um, Kingpin's in it. Yeah. Kind of, kind of a lot. And he's just such a treat, man. Vincent D'Onofrio. Um, so it's actually, it's actually pretty good. I Have I'm, you finished it? Yes, I did finish it. And... There is a scene at the end during like the big like climactic fight where I don't know Echo does something she like taps into her powers and she does something and she does like a big punch on Kingpin in like a weird way and he's like going up to do his big Kingpin smash you know like Kingpin is always doing and and she she hits him in his stomach kind of like like both hands and it immediately reminded me of in Hot Rod when Ultimate they do punch. the punch that makes you yourself. Oh no! <laughs> and um, and anyway, she she like made Kingpin like see some like vision of himself or whatever. But then after it, he comes out of it. And he's like, <laughs> you know, like she made him himself. <laughs> uh, three ghosts visit kingpin in the night and yeah. he turns into a worse person because of it <laughs> no i hate to be a hot rod snob but that's like my favorite comedy i think you're thinking of the ultimate punch where he punches with two hands and kicks with a foot and it never does anything because that is hilarious no but he but he does the sh- there is the sh- yourself she- move but it oh, looks... is that a, that's that's when she just like knocks him. Yeah, I think I am thinking of like the ultimate punch. But because that looks cooler, the ultimate punch is hilarious because you say it as you do it, you declare it, and then oh, it never yeah. lands. That's right. Yeah, because <laughs> I I be doing that. Uh, but catch it, me it, in a serious fight, <laughs> calling out ultimate punch, ultimate punch before I get slept. <laughs> 
Um, but it, it's probably worth watching. It was pretty good. Yeah. You know, I'll watch all that trash. Just keep making it. <laughs> Doesn't he like lose an eye? Um, yeah. Cause Echo shot him in the face at the end of the Hawkeye TV show. Huh? That's crazy. That's not comic accurate. Actually, he well, he is like blind at some point in the comics. He he does have like tape on his eyes in the comics because he oh. was like shot in the face. Really? But but in this one, he just like has it over one eye, and then like halfway through, they just like take it off. So and he still has an eye again. Yeah. So oh. I think they really just kind of did that to be like it's like the comics where he's blind, you know. I didn't so. even know there was such a comic. Yep. Because it's like parallels with Daredevil, you know, because Daredevil's also blind. Oh, yeah. Yeah. How about that? I two keep saying I need people. to. Two blind people. <laughs> yep. I keep saying I need to read more Daredevil and then I don't. Yeah. Yeah. It made me want to rewatch the, the Daredevil TV show. It was so you good. Know, give that one a run through. I know it is. Yeah. I well, want... this is this is supposed to be <clears throat> this Echo show. Um, I think when 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 Kingpin showed up in the Hawkeye TV show, I think people were like, "Oh, he's really been like toned down for the MCU. They've like Disneyfied him. Like he's not as like brutal or anything." You 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 get the Kingpin scenes in this of him just like fucking pummeling some guy you know it's just like not stopping and you're like oh yeah that's the kingpin that we all love just love it just go after him yeah netflix kingpin was not a guy you wanted to yeah. piss off the, the 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 scene i'm like in particular talking about is like this little ice cream vendor was like mean to echo as like a little girl and kingpin like hops out of the car he's like wait here and he just goes and beats the out of him in an alley it's like dude okay chill love it street yep, justice it. yep <laughs> dude what is the difference between him and daredevil then there isn't one i'll tell you what the difference is kingpin doesn't hide behind a mask <laughs> these vigilantes they're all menaces yep <laughs> love it mike drop wisdom from johnny o yes yes okay we have anything else not that I can think of. I'll keep you updated as I uh, follow my AFL dreams. I'll tell yep. you how how New York went. Yeah. Listeners, try write to, in. Tell to, us like, what you're a, doing. Keep a keep a little list in your phone or something, you know, when you see stuff in New York and you're like, oh, I got to remember, remember that for the pod. I will definitely thing. see more than a few things that have appeared in our series and I'll be like geeking out about them. Nice. Some of them you won't even know yet. I'll take a picture of like a certain thing and like i i won't even be able to share it with you because oh i'm like that hasn't happened yet gosh oh my gosh now that'll be exciting yeah really i could probably take the whole trip just to like sightsee marvel comics locations but that would <laughs> be a waste oh my and gosh it would be cold something else speaking of marvel comic locations um i know i have brought up before that my sister and i went to the tony stark cabin from avengers endgame and we stayed there on that property for for a couple days and and like so many of the scenes from the movies are fil are filmed there um but it's also 
so many of like the scenes from these shows are filmed there that now it is fun watching Echo and they'll be like walking around in like the woods in front of like some stuff and it's like oh my god that's like exactly where you know literally like I Caitlin and I were there so it's pretty cool you know I'm a sucker for for sightseeing nerdy stuff you should have carved your name into the one of the trees and like oh, look for it we've we left we left marks there that like you know not that we'd be able to see it from like um like the 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 tv or anything but you know like we carved our initials into like captain america's bench and gotcha. everything and like you know did some uh, here's where the snap happened we like did some stuff you know it's tom holland's filming something and he's like Tom Holland, call this number, 317. What is this? <laughs> That's what we should have done. Yeah. Next time. Yep. All um, right. Okay. Do we have anything else? I don't. Do you? I have, before I send us out here, I actually have a comment, Zach, that you've got to go and read on the spot. This, this, one, really, this one really made me laugh here. So this is from Matt Koenig. Who I think he's written in before, right? That name yes. sounds familiar. I recognize that name. And he said, just wanted to let you guys know that this is what I picture every time you say Peter is Spider-Manning. And it's a picture. Can you see it, Zach? I love it. That's exactly <laughs> what we mean. It's a picture of Peyton Manning with a with a very crudely photoshopped head of Spider-Man on it. And I just that is so funny. I never once like read it in that way before, like Spider Manning. <laughs> That's awesome. He love says, anyways, it. love the show. Keep up the good work. Thanks, Matt. And thank you for making it a Colts jersey, not a Broncos jersey. Yep. Perfect. Love it. Yep. Um, okay. Well, thank you to Ian Hickey for the music and Alyssa Seaman for the artwork. And thank you all for listening and leaving us a review or a comment. You can find us the first read ultimate Spider-Man podcast on Spotify or Apple music or anywhere else that you find podcasts. And you can come and chat with us and leave us a message on Instagram at first read podcast. Send us an email at first read Spidey at gmail.com or find us on YouTube. First read ultimate Spider-Man podcast. See you next week. Have fun in New York, Zach.